Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to Special Teams, a production of iHeartRadio. Greetings and welcome inside Special Teams with Jason Smith and Mike Harmon, a podcast where we look back in specific years and special teams in that year in the world of sports. You've been listening the past few podcasts. We've kind of been on a weather run here in the 1980s and 1990s, talking about games that took place in big mud, like the Mud Bowl, uh, games that took place in the incredible cold, like the Freezer Bowl. We had the Snowplow game earlier on Special Teams. Today, well, let's finish up the weather with snowball games three big games three big football games that were affected by fans throwing snowballs on the field so this kind of i feel like this is this is one of our opuses mike the weather opus that we we started with 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 the freezer bowl and now we're ending here with some snowball games i feel like it's part of like the the lord of the rings this Uh is our quest We've just hit another season. Uh, So here you go with the first snowball game coming to you in 1985 game between the 49ers and the Broncos. Now, both these teams who you could say were teams of the 80s and teams of the late 80s, uh, they were both just okay so far at this point in 1985. The Niners had won 15 games in the Super Bowl the year before. They drafted Jerry Rice in the offseason and this was like, hey, boy, the night we're rolling. But for the 49ers, it was a season of frustration. They never really got going enough. And look, 85, of course, was the 85 Bears. Meanwhile, Bears. for the Broncos, they were a trendy Super Bowl pick. They had drafted Vance Johnson. Remember, they, that was when they, they had the Amigos, like the three Amigo wide sure. receivers. You know, it was a big game for both of the teams at this point in the season because you're talking about in November, hey, 49ers Broncos, nationally televised game. And it turned out to be a game that potentially turned on one snowball being thrown. It was not you, Mike Harmon, because this fits into your wheelhouse of you being a troublemaker when you were a kid. Well, a bit of an agitator. Uh, college, I was a guy that was around the Big Ten uh, a ton. But, you know, in 1985, I was just a, a you know, a kid in, in middle school trying to play football, trying to do my thing. Uh, actually, I was I had to, had to have a surgery that had me sitting around and doing nothing but watching football uh, <laughs> for, for that fall. I, I had to miss a season uh, with a surgery, which which was awful. Uh, but what are you going to do? Uh, you, you sit and watch a lot of good football and a lot of curious moments, uh, much like this one. But yes, if I'd been in the crowd, like I was in my college days, 
Snow might have found my hand. Yeah, might have. I, I, I think so. I, I, I also might have been the guy yelling at people to not do it. I don't, well, no, I don't now, know. Depend, now you're that depends guy. Depends on the not day. back then. No, now you're that guy, though. Now that would be you. You, you, you think I'm that guy? And oh, yeah, would, yeah, sure. Would that make me a Karen in 2020 <laughs> vernacular? <laughs> Isn't it Karen and Ken, right? Because you don't hear about Ken's, but it's like Karen and Ken, right? Those are the, That's what that's. I what believe so. Okay. Uh, so here we are, November 11th, 1985, Dan Reeves and the Broncos hosting Bill Walsh and the 49ers. Uh, there was no snow on the ground. Believe it or for a snowball game, there was no snow on the field. <laughs> it had been shoveled off, right? The game right. started out well for the Broncos. Elway threw a couple of touchdowns, one to Steve Watson. Denver was up 14-3. San Francisco couldn't really mount a lot of offense, but near the end of the first half, they drive down to the Denver three-yard line. This is where it becomes the snowball game. All right. San Francisco had no timeouts. They wanted to get a score in before halftime because, look, they're trailing 14-3. So Ray Wershing comes out for a 20-yard field goal. And the holder is, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, Matt Cavanaugh who was the holder for the game-winning field goal in the snowplow game. So if there's snow involved and you need a field goal, well, Matt Cavanaugh, he is your holder. So on this play, two snowballs actually get thrown. So the snap comes, and whoever was throwing the snowballs from the stands wanted to time it, so they threw the snowball so it landed on the field and potentially distracted Ray Worshing. All right, so what happens is you see the snowballs hit the ground. Kavanaugh says he was distracted. He lost concentration, couldn't catch the ball and place it down. This is a chip shot 20-yard field goal. So he tries to throw it in a scrum, He can't. Denver takes over. They kill the clock. They go to halftime up 14-3. You know what's funny, though, Jason, right there, is the end of that play would would have been a 15-yard flag all day, every day now. Oh, sure. Because the defender comes up and butts him in the head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Knocks him. It's like, (laughs) what the hell? That's like, that's one where there's a penalty flag immediately. He also didn't sell it. Right, Kevin, no, you got to go there. Yeah, you got to go to the ground. Like you, you just got hit by a, a Ric Flair judo chop, man. I mean, that that's one that Kavanaugh failed on. <laughs> so the. Broncos go on to win the game 17-16, right? 14-3 at halftime. They win 17-16. Rich Carlos, game-winning field goal with a minute 27 left to go. So this field goal play turned out to be a really big deal. And if you watch this replay, you can see the two snowballs come in, and you can easily tell that Kavanaugh looks like he's distracted, right? He tries, but but you can see, okay, either out of the corner of his eye or something else, and he doesn't catch the ball cleanly, and he can't put it down. And it's amazing to see it because it's it looks like it's just ice that hits the ground in a couple of spots and, and and splatters. When you see it live, you can't really see it, but on the replay, you see the snowballs fly in, hit the ground, and that distracts Kavanaugh. You can't put the football down. Now, the referee at the time, Jim Tunney, said they couldn't call a foul on the home team as a result of somebody throwing a snowball on the field. Right. So we, we couldn't call a foul on the home team. They did wind up increasing security at halftime because it was a hey, people are throwing snowballs on the field. We, we don't want this to happen. So let's put uh, let, let's put more security on the field. But they said they couldn't call a foul on the home team when now they would they would usher a warning saying anybody does this again. Uh, you're going to wind up getting thrown out to be a 15 yard penalty. And you would see that. Um, but there was nothing they could do on this. So it goes in the books as uh, as an unsuccessful field goal attempt. And it's 
just crazy to see that this is what winds up costing a team the game. And after the game was over, Dan Reeves, head coach of the Broncos, said it probably didn't disrupt the play because Kavanaugh didn't argue at that time. So I'm like, okay, so because you didn't argue, it didn't disrupt the play. Mm, yeah, okay. Uh, and, and look, and it was one of those situations where it's difficult because you can see what can you really do about it. And there's not a lot to do, but still to see it go down this way, you can just tell something was wrong here. Well, it's funny because they actually in the broadcast, because, you know, if you if you can go back and watch young Joe Montana and John Elway, you're going to do this, right? I mean, you're, you're going to light this up, uh, is that they did come back to, uh, after a, a bit of a timeout to say, here's the slow-mo, which was brilliant, right, to bring that back. Uh, and Frank Gifford on the call, hey, there's the snowball I spoke of. Man, that had to be distracting. <laughs> you know, one of those kind of moments. You can see the second one here. You know, you figured five years later, you got the telestrator. And boom! See, there's the snowball right there. You would have had a John Madden-like effect uh, as it went. But, you know, they certainly made sure to, to point that out. They had some technological glitches uh, over the course of the, the telecast, too, that made it interesting. Hey, we didn't get to show you this angle before. Uh, but we got a beam back from New York. So let's see this. So uh, they did that on the field goal. They did that on some other things. Uh, but yeah, the, the fact that he didn't go and argue, it was, it was the time, man. But it you looks like he on. just went like, Hey, did you see that? Hey, look what's going on. It looked like he was still incredulous that this is what went on. This is, this is what happened. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, but that's what Dan Reeves hooked onto is he said, quote, I don't think Kavanaugh thought it affected him because if it did, he'd be standing there arguing with the official right now. Now here's where Dan Reeves, who never really says anything and never really said anything while he was a head coach. He, he was a master of, 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 of coach speak where he could talk for hours and just not say anything uh he said this quote i think if you shot me with a 30 aught six when i was a holder you've still got to catch that football so here's dan reeves <laughs> yeah here's a foot a snowball that was on to help my team win but you know what yeah yeah hey i would catch that ball you got to catch that ball you could have shot me you still got to catch the football and put it down this was dan reeves saying that after the game i dig that though i mean you can put that on a t-shirt these days look how tough i am <laughs> Now, many people in the NFL after this was over said that the officials should have intervened in this, but didn't. And here's a big quote. Giants general manager George Young. Remember, New York Giants for something coming up later in this podcast. New York Giants general manager George Young said it was a disgrace. We have a game that's decided on something like a snowball. And clearly that field goal, maybe the game doesn't end with a 1917 win, but it's a different game. And clearly you're adding three more points to the 49ers total. And maybe the game does end differently after this was over. People in San Francisco were so pissed, and rightfully so. The San Francisco Examiner offered $500 for an interview with the person who threw the snowball. And a young guy came forward, apologized for it, did the interview, <laughs> but didn't take the money. Now I'll do it. I'll talk about it. But he didn't take the money. Wow. So I, I, I was like, wow, he came forward to that. I, if I'm doing that, I'm, I'm taking the money. Unless he thought, like, it's the movies. Hey, they're going to say they're going to pay me. They're going to find out where I live, and there's going to be guys there. And and, and I'm not going to like that. And I'm going to have to be on the run for the rest of my life. And suddenly I'm I'm hopping freight cars from town to town and, and, and living on the railroad tracks. I don't want that. No, no, no. You keep your money. Going down a Bartman road is what you're saying there. I mean, but it's like knock on the door. Who's there? Goons. Who? 
hired goons. Uh, and I don't know. It, it, that is a curiosity. 500 bucks at the time. That's pretty decent money. Uh, look, never, never say $500 isn't a lot of money, but mm. you know, for throwing the snowball and coming forward, which means he would have had to identify himself. So we should yeah, know the true. identity yeah. uh, of this dude in the process, <laughs> whether he took the money or not. Uh, I just got to say though, Jason, it was, it was a, a gift to go back in time and watch. Uh, a young spry John Elway yeah. running a flea flicker. How thin he was, Ed. sure. Jim but running the flea flicker to Vance Johnson. There was a play where he started getting towards the sideline. Didn't quite tap out fast enough for Ronnie Lott's taste. So he kind of <laughs> bumped him a bit. And because it's wet and slippery, Elway goes down. So all hell breaks loose. I mean, you got all sorts of cool little moments watching this game. John Joe Montana trying to do his magic and Roger Craig coming up short uh, to, to cement the game. And Rice with an athletic catch, but he's two feet out of bounds. Like, ah, that's fun. But he also took the official down with him. So I think maybe the officials were still salty. I mean, there's so much going on. But it, it, it's fun to go down memory lane, and, and you forget about the snowball game. Now, remember, George Young, GM of the Giants. Oh, it's ridiculous. It gets cost that way. Dan Reeves, head coach of the Broncos. Doesn't matter. You got to catch that. Just remember those two names, because if you like the snowball game, here you ain't heard nothing yet that's coming up next right here on special teams there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. So with the 1985 snowball game in our rearview mirror, remember the names again. George Young, Giants GM, Dan Reeves, head coach of the Denver Broncos. Because we are jumping ahead now 10 years to the next snowball game, which lives in infamy in NFL history. As the New York Giants, who were then coached by Dan Reeves, hosted the San Diego Chargers in the final game of the season. This game is notable because this was a year where San Diego had a huge run to the playoffs where they started four and seven, but won their last five games to get in, you know, starting the run of the Chargers when every year, oh, the Chargers are terrible the first few games and they go on a big run. This was the first game year where they had that big run four and seven. They win five in a row to get to the playoffs. Now the Giants, they were done, right? They're five and 10. They're finishing out the season. It's the final game of the regular season. So in New York, in the winter, it gets snowy. Now the snow wasn't on the field because the snow was, was pushed off, but it was on the corners of the fields and it was all over the stands. 
All right. Somehow the Giants in this game get up 17 nothing while fans are throwing snowballs at each other in the stands. This is New York. All right. Or New Jersey. Hey, the game we're winning. Yeah, but let's throw snowballs at each other. I mean, this is the Giants are terrible. And then there's they're playing for nothing. And the Chargers are playing for everything. And the Giants get up 17 nothing. So what do you think is going to happen? Well, you got a bunch of New Yorkers in New Jersey. Hey, hey let's have a snowball fight. You know, you, you and me, I, everybody turns into Rocky Balboa. Hey, you know, you and you, you and me. Uh, yeah. And so eventually it gets to, hey, you know, what we should do a hey, forget about throwing stuff at each other. How about you throw some stuff on the field, the players? I mean, that's New York. So they started throwing snowballs at the players on the field and players started getting hitting with these snowballs regularly. This wasn't like one or two balls. This was snowballs were being bombed every few seconds because there was so much snow in the stands that they were hitting the players. And this is where things started to get out of control. Yeah, the report was that Wednesday of that week, they had about a foot of snowfall. By game time, and this is a Saturday game, they moved it from the aisles and the, the, well, the seats were cleared, but it was all under the seats <laughs> and packed and condensed. And because it was cold, we're also not just talking snowballs. We're talking ice balls <laughs> and that, are, that become part of this. So about 50,000 people in attendance uh, trying to pass the time and finish off the season. Yeah, that's uh, that's a recipe for disaster. Well, don't forget, you have to add alcohol to this because as the game is going on, well, people sure. are drinking and, you know, shock. Hey, wait, stop. People are drinking beer and alcohol in NFL games. Uh, as the beer gets flowing, things get even more crazy. It's not like, hey, you know, after a while, everybody stopped throwing snowballs at the players. It's, hey, let's keep drinking and throwing snowballs. The Giants start giving away the lead on the field. The Chargers start coming back, and it's crazy. So now you have fans who are really upset, and snowballs are flying faster, more consistently. You can see the games. Uh, you can see the highlights of this game. You just see snowballs into the picture, out of the picture. Every few feet, you see one laughing. Giants officials said they saw kids throwing snowballs on the field and dads giving them high fives after they threw one. Hey, that was a good throw, Tommy. I bet you can't throw one farther than that. You know what? Hey, how about I'll buy you a bicycle if you can throw one and hit somebody on the field. That's a good one, Tommy. High five. I mean, that's really what it was. That that's wow, what it you, was. You went all good fellas at the end there too. <laughs> You're like I went Tommy. Hey Tommy. Hey, you got Tommy right. in there. No, just uh, uh, amazing video, man. Just yeah. the, the way it's the something. way it starts to flow. Because look, we're used to seeing games in Philadelphia, uh, Chicago, and other places where you'll have the. You know, a snowball here, a snowball there. This was just a constant barrage. Yeah, and then now we're competition. All, we're only in the third quarter at this point. Yeah, you feel like okay, you're, no, no, no. You're only in the third quarter because, like I said, things always get more and more insane. The more alcohol, the more time you bring. And in the third quarter of this game, uh, a security guard gets hit with a snowball. Then a fight breaks out in the stand. So now violence is going on. Snowballs start coming down from the upper deck, which if you throw a snowball from the upper deck in a football game, you hit somebody, you could really hurt them, especially with a lot of these being made up of ice. Cause it's not like, you know, you just, this is just all like fresh fallen snow and hits you and, and falls off and you go, Oh, it's funny. Let's have a snowball fight. Like this is not elf. Okay. This is, this is, you know, throwing <laughs> snowballs from the top deck in a football game. The game gets halted. And calls are made up to the booth to have an announcement made to warn the fans about not throwing snowballs anymore. 
Right. So you have this warning go out to the fans. And, and of course, it, it doesn't matter because people still keep throwing stuff. Yeah. What are they going to do to us? Uh, the San Diego Chargers equipment manager uh, who is standing next to one of the officials gets hit in the head by a snowball and is knocked unconscious. Yes. Yeah, Sid Brooks, then 60 years old. He gets hit and is knocked unconscious. The cord guy, and when I say that, because that's the that's the uh, uh, assistant on the sideline who who holds the cord for the head coach. Back when before they had wireless um, cords, you know, the, <laughs> yeah, you had hundreds of uh, yards of cable. Yeah, you had the, the guy who would hold the cords for the head coach, like Bruce Cosset when he was head coach of the Jets. His daughter would hold the cord for him. My roommate in college was the cord guy for Syracuse. Paul Is Pasquale, that right? Yeah, he was he was an equipment manager and uh you know he got money to go to college to be an equipment manager because he did that in high school and his job on game day was the cord guy for Paul Pasqualoni. And so he was the head coach. So he would always sit there and had, oh move around, move around, move around. He was the cord guy. So the cord guy for Dan Reeves, responsible for Dan Reeves' headset took off because he knew Dan Reeves is going to be a target because the Chargers are coming back winning this game. So I was like, you know what? I'm done. I know they're going to start throwing stuff at Dan Reeves. I'm going to get hit. So the corn guy just leaves. <laughs> well, it's the end of the year and he probably knew Reeves hated him anyway. I'm not coming back to this. There's I'm no way done. I'm doing this again. There's uh, no way they're renewing my contract. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so the cord guy takes off. The game is 17-17. Sean Gale picks off a pass and goes 99 yards for a touchdown. You can watch this highlight. And you see as Sean Gale is getting ready to cross the goal line. Snowballs come flying down at him. So San Diego Chargers, they go up 24-17. They wind up winning the game. More people are getting hit. Officials are getting hit. One flipped off the crowd after getting hit. How this game wasn't stopped or even forfeited after the Sean Gale touchdown is beyond me because officials clearly had no control of this game. And at that point it's like oh you know what i know you don't have forfeits that often but but you had no control over what was going on the giants you gave up the lead you're losing the game now we're done we're going off the field but they kept playing the game even though they had no way to stop the snowballs from flying out of the stands it was a barrage near sean gale as he runs into the end zone with his touchdown and still the the official said okay hey sorry dave brown you just threw that big 99 yard pick you got to go back out there good luck staying away from the snowballs just amazing Right now, it's safety, safety, safety. Then, can we finish? Running clock, what do we do? Uh, and just, you know, getting over the loudspeaker. Please refrain. Be a good citizen in your... No, nobody cares. It's done. Between the alcohol or the kids trying to impress their dads, it's over. You're just hoping to get out of there in one piece, man. Just a uh, crazy scene. The Sean Gale, former bear, uh... 99 yarder. Uh, that is the play that, that stands out when you see any video footage of here's the great weather moments in NFL history. <laughs> 14 people were arrested. 175 people were ejected. So at least they were ejecting some of the Just fans they found. But it doesn't matter because I mean, this is how many thousands of people at a, at a football game. You eject 175. Uh, Out of 50,000. Yeah, there's 50,000. Yeah. Oh, we got rid of those people throwing snowballs. Their tickets were confiscated. Oh, my goodness. 10 security guards got hurt. Three were hospitalized. Sid Brooks, as you mentioned, was knocked out for about 30 seconds after getting hit. And look, Sean Gale's 
return was with five and a half minutes to go in the game. Nobody would have complained if you stopped the game at that point. Nobody would have. The Giants didn't need it. The Chargers clearly had come back to win this game. You could have stopped it at that point. No, 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 no. No, let's keep going. They actually get another field goal and win the game 27-17. Dan Reeves, who was so much, oh, yeah, snowball, snowballs. He had to sit here and watch that whole thing unfold, like his penance for uh, uh, yelling at Matt Cavanaugh and being so haughty 10 years ago. Well, and his man deserted him. I mean, that's the other part. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, lead, you're, you're supposed to be a leader. Leader said, beat it. You know, the, the kid, the guy that's supposed to be following him said, I'm, I'm, I'm not standing in and taking incoming for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> what does that say about you, Dan Reeves? You know? <laughs> <laughs> After the game, Sean Gale was asked, Hey, did you feel weird about or getting hit with a, a snowball? And he said, No, we have equipment on. So I didn't worry too much about getting hit. All right. The, the Chargers, they lost Dan Humphreys early in this game. Gale Gilbert was playing quarterback and it was, Oh, this is going to be done. We're done out of the play. And they come back and win. They win the snowball game and all this controversy happens. And, and it's, you know, look, to, to have that kind of, hey, we're going to stick with this and win in, in, a, in a hostile environment when it's the weather is zero degrees and it's not fun for us because we're in San Diego. I give the charge a lot of credit for coming back and winning this football game. Yeah, no question. I mean, being able to, to battle through because when, when we know the, the reputation of teams in cold weather environments and the data backs that out, you know? So that's how it ended. The snowball game with the Giants and the Chargers. There's one other huge snowball game we're going to get to coming up next because I was actually in attendance for this one. I didn't throw any snowballs. Were you really? I was in attendance for this game. My feet have never been so cold as I was at this game. And it's the biggest college football snowball game we're going to get to coming up next on special teams. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome back to special teams. Before we get to the college football snowball uh, game uh, for a couple of minutes here, uh, you know, we talked a few minutes ago about how 15 fans got arrested, 175 people got ejected. One of the people was a former police chief. Right, so this is a former police chief is throwing snowballs, gets ejected from a game. Law and order. Yeah, throw that snowball. All right, chief, I got it. Uh, the Giants actually apologized to the Chargers in one of the San Diego newspapers following the game uh, that, hey, sorry this happened. We treated you this way and all these things. Chargers like, yeah, we don't care. We won the game. We're, you know, we went to the playoffs. Now, when, in regards to forfeiting, because this, this is an interesting thing, because we talked about forfeiting in this whole weather run, uh, whether it was the snowplow game or this game right here. NFL and officials do have the power to make rulings in regards to forfeit and overturning results. It's called the palpably unfair acts in a game. That's the actual name. The palpably unfair. I like that. Which if it wasn't so hard to say, it'd be a great name for a band. I mean, palpably unfair acts. Uh, But who's really going to do that? 
I mean, really going to say, oh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, th- this happened and you're forfeiting the game. I mean, you could have just, you could have ended games in, in the, in the, you could have ended this game with the score being the way it was and the Dolphin, the Giants would have to forfeit. You're we're ending the game early. We're just ending the game now because we all got to go away. But it does exist, uh, for the NFL. If there is a palpably unfair act that is deemed unfair enough, you could end a football game with it and you could forfeit a game. How about that? I wonder what they'd actually determine needs to happen to uh, put that into effect. (laughs) Uh, I I read a New York Times article in addition to going back and watching as much as I could of this one, uh, that there was a uh, a photograph uh, of an individual throwing a snowball. He was arrested and charged with disorderly conduct. He was convicted of improper behavior. <laughs> Boy, every one of us could get nailed for that at some point in our life now, couldn't we? Yeah. Uh, and he was fined $650. Oh, okay. Well, you know, 650 bucks back in 1995, that's like a grand now. So, you know, it's a lot of cash. Straight cash. I mean, that's that's uh, some small fraction of what the seat license is in the new stadium. <laughs> so this game was not the first snowball game that I had seen this year. And I was actually a part of the biggest one in college football. On my birthday in 1995, I went to go see Michigan and Penn State in Happy Valley, right? Pam and I had just started dating, my wife and I. And one of the first places we went to by ourselves was she's a Michigan grad, she's a huge Michigan football fan. We were living in Connecticut, working for ESPN. And we said, hey, you have the weekend. All, let's go to the Michigan Penn State game. And it was awesome because I was meeting a lot of her family for the first time because her aunt and uncle, who were more like her brother and sister-in-law because they were, they're close in age. Uh, they came down to the game and met us. And it was awesome. We've been so close for the past, you know, 25 years. So so they come down to the game. And so, like I said, it's my birthday, which is in November and it's so cold and my feet are in water and ice the entire game. It's terrible. There's snowballs. There's snow in the stands everywhere else. And it's, it's just a miserable experience because to go to a game at Penn state, you have to get there early. Like if you don't want to tailgate tough, you kind of have to, because there's so many people going to the games. You got to yeah. get there. So we had to leave at like nine o'clock in the morning or 10 o'clock in the morning. The game's at three 30 or and so we're like, okay, we'll go and we'll go to the game. And so we're there for hours and it's so cold and it's miserable. And Michigan's losing the game, but people start throwing snowballs. And there was a play in the, in the second half at one point. So many people were throwing snowballs. It was a play in the corner of the end zone. I think it was, I want to say it was Mercury Hayes, uh, but I'm, I'm not quite sure. It was a play in the corner. The, the ball was thrown to the end zone and I couldn't see it because it was, it wasn't close to where I was in the stands. But the play goes to the corner ends and it's an incomplete pass and snowballs come flying out during this, during this play. And my wife, Pam goes to me, Oh, that's going to be a penalty. I'm like, that's not going to can't throw a penalty flag because guys are throwing snowballs on the field. You're, you're not getting that call at Penn State. You're not getting it. But the, the snowballs came flying out. It's like almost oh, like so many from the upper deck. And this was like the last straw. Joe Paterno got on the microphone. They, they, but they gave him a mic and he goes, Hey, you guys, stop throwing snowballs. It's not who we are. Don't pull them on the field here. And I was like, Oh my God, Joe Paz yelling at the fans, you know, in the field. This is obviously years before all the scandal in, in Penn State. And we're, I'm going, Oh my, this is, this is crazy. This, uh, Joe, the, Joe Paterno was yelling at the fans to stop throwing <laughs> snowballs. I mean, they wound up, Penn State wound up winning the game. Wally Richardson threw a touchdown and he was the quarterback. 
quarterback that year. And But I walked away going, I can't believe that. And then I saw the coverage of this game. And now it was a lead story on SportsCenter and everywhere else. I'm like, oh my God, I was at a piece of history. I was, I was actually at a game that was part of history. And when I got back, one of my friends said to me, they, people were trying to get in touch with you. I'm like, really? Go, yeah, we didn't have anybody at this game. Whatever. They, they were trying to see if there was a way to get in touch with me where I could go in the locker room and get sound. Cause I was working for ESPN at the time, but I had the time off this before I had cell phones, everything else. They're like, yeah, we were trying to figure out a way to call you to get you to do something because, you know, you were, we knew you were at the game and, and, and you could have done something. I was like, what did you want me to do? I, I I didn't bring a camera to the game with me. I didn't bring a microphone to the game. I could, it's not like, you know, I had stuff. I, Oh yeah, I'll just go in and do interviews. I mean, if it was 2020, yeah, I could go in with my phone and do interview. You could text me and say, yeah, I'll go in and do some interviews and try to do it. But this is 1995. My friend, yeah, we tried to get into So obviously they wound up getting all the stuff they needed from different um, news sources and local stations. And obviously they had the broadcast of Joe Paterno yelling at the fans, but hey, they, 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 my friend told me they wanted me to uh, do some stuff at, at this at the uh, game for them just uh absolutely insane when you go through and you, and you look at this footage uh i can only imagine being there I, I went to to state college maybe three times i think in between my school years and after and it was always the bitterest cold of any of the Big Ten. And I went to all the Big Ten schools on road trips, man. I, I don't think I ever experienced anything like this. Now, for, for Penn State, this was also, they were pretty salty because they were number 12 in the country the week before and came to Evanston and lost to Northwestern. So you've got a little <laughs> bit of anger, not to mention it's Michigan, but you add that up. You had 10 of these guys got drafted uh, along the way and, you know, big time players. I mean, Penn State, maybe it's it, it gets muted now and again. But remember, when they first came into the conference, they were like rock stars, mm-hmm. right? Because they oh, were yeah. num- number one ranked team all the time or top five. And it's like, all right, what, what is this mystique with Joe Paterno? And when you did your Joe Paterno impression, I mean, it was Wallace Shawn right out of The Princess Bride. <laughs> I was waiting for you to tell me about Gilder or something, but... Tons of snow. Uh, there's actually uh, the video I watched of it had that Mercury Haze video uh-huh. where he's absolutely uh, Will Ferrell mm-hmm. and he got oh, a yeah. snowball inside the uh, inside the dome there because he slid into the the wall where there's a, a bank a banking of snow and that's where you have Joe Paterno come running up the sideline. Oh. What the hell are we doing? We're like, oh my God. And you know, the game ended, it was so much momentum. It was so, it was exciting. It was all this. So I'm exhausted, right? So after the game was over, we went to a pizza place, right? And I'm so cold all day, all day. We go into this pizza place and we have to we have to find a place because you know everything on campus is just mobbed because it's after a football game. Sure. We find a place and we're able to get in and sit down. And it's so warm I sit down and I'm sitting next to Pam and I'm sitting up and I fall asleep not laying down I'm sitting up at a table <laughs> waiting for pizza and I fall asleep I don't I don't put my head down on my hands I don't do any of that no 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 I, I just sitting straight up I wind up falling asleep and I sleep that way until the pizza comes and I wake up and I go oh 
I'm up. And and Pam looks at me and goes, you were just asleep sitting up for 20 minutes. I said, I was. She goes, yeah, you didn't even move. We were like, are you okay? And I can just tell you were sleeping. That's how tired I was. I didn't, didn't move to the side, didn't fall. Didn't fall. Nope. I just sat up and, and that's what I did. I sat up and slept. For, I was so tired, so exhausted. That's That's what happened. I really wish I could say I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> but my older daughter, as you know, my, my beloved Eleanor just turned 15. Uh, every now and again, I go through, you know, you, as you do, you go through some old pictures of, ah, look at you when you're little. Uh, there's a lot of pictures of her in my arms like a football with me sleeping, sitting up. So uh, I am no stranger to that position, my friend. <laughs> and I applaud you for allowing your body to just say, you know what, it's time. So there it is. The end of our weather opus that takes us from freezing cold to snow and mud and snowballs. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. I'm Jason Smith. He's Mike Harmon. Our show is heard on Fox Sports Radio Monday through Friday, 10 to 2 a.m. on the East Coast, 7 to 11 on the West Coast. If you're listening to special teams, you like it, do us a favor. Give us a click. Rate us. Give us five stars. If you don't give us five stars, that's fine. Just tell us you did. Uh, And if you have any ideas for future episodes of special teams, hit us up on Twitter at HowAboutAFresca or at Swollen Dome. We'll talk to you next week with a brand new episode and no weather, I promise, on special teams. Special Teams is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.